Welcome to Today on Broadway for Wednesday, October 27th, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm Tell Me on a Sunday's Grace Aki. Are you, though? I mean... <laughs> I don't know what I am anymore, Matt. <sighs> I, am, I am a phantom of my former soul. <laughs> yes, but you are alive, semi-alert, and vaguely enthusiastic. Between pain meds, we're going to do some Broadway news, guys. That, I mean, really, what more could you ask for? Hyped up <laughs> on uh, on drugs doing uh, a, a theater podcast. Well, um, one podcast that I did not do uh, on you know being heavily medicated will drop in this very podcast feed today. Actually, it'll hit the Patreon feed first, then the regular feed in the evening. It is a new special interview episode that I did with Julia Murney and Liz Fleming, two of the stars of Out of the Box Theatrics' upcoming production of Baby. That'll be happening at Theater Labs starting in November. We had a great chat with them about actually working with um, the book writer and lyricist Richard Maltby Jr., who has been with them reworking the show to take it from the 80s when it was originally written to the 21st Mm -hmm. century. So the story is, is about... Um, couples and especially women coming into motherhood and obviously the politics and the societal implications of that have changed so much in the past 40 years um, that Richard was very much excited about re uh, re-examining that book so we talk about that we talk about what it's like to do a show in a tiny almost site-specific location and what Julia Murney requires from every audience member who shows up uh, and we also talk a lot about a lot more. So make sure to check that out at patreon.com slash Broadway radio in the morning on Wednesday and then in the evening in the regular feed. All right, Grace, let's get into the news with word of a new play aiming to come to Broadway later this season. The show in question is called Windows and is by New York Times bestselling novelist Tawny O'Dell. It just also happens to be adapted from a podcast audio drama that Odell wrote called Closing the Distance that premiered early in the pandemic, which starred Jason Alexander, Tony Danza, William Hurt, Kathleen Turner, Kelly O'Hara, and others. The show is aiming to arrive on Broadway sometime in the spring of 2022. Sheldon Epps, who is the uh, longtime artistic director from the Pasadena Playhouse, mm-hmm. will direct. And the show features seven unique vignettes that reflect, quote, how ordinary people react to extraordinary circumstances. Windows documents through art a period when the world was united by unprecedented circumstances and time stood still. Casting is currently underway and no word on if any of the actors from the podcast version will reprise their roles on stage. Now, Grace, I always take these types of announcements with (laughs) a grain or a shaker of salt until they have an actual theater attached or at least a date. But let I did want to go ahead and look at the theaters where this could land. Currently, only two traditional playhouses uh, are currently available for the spring. That is the booth where Freestyle Love Supreme is currently playing. I, I have heard tell of either at that venue or another venue, perhaps Freestyle Love Supreme remaining on Broadway. Uh, we will see oh, about hey. that. Um, uh, the other one is The Golden, where Thoughts of a Colored Man is currently scheduled to run through early uh, January. Um, those are the only two like play size houses that are currently available. Obviously, there's some musical theaters, um, musical size houses that are available, and certainly things will announce closing uh, between now and then that will open up some houses. But I mm-hmm. was actually kind of surprised when I looked at my spreadsheet, Grace, just how packed 
the spring already is, of yeah. course, again, depending on it, what, if anything, announces closing. Yeah, exactly. And also, like, the last time we saw Tony Danza on Broadway, it was Honeymoon in Vegas at mm-hmm. the Nederlander. So I'm just saying he's due, first <laughs> of all. Um, second of all, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if, unfortunately, and I hate even, like, proposing this possibility that Thoughts of a Color Man will have a similar situation to Dana H. And um, is this a room? Yeah. Uh, so that that could be something that opens up. I don't know. But um, yeah, I'm curious. Like, I know that you have your spreadsheets and you're religiously <laughs> dedicated yeah. to that scheduling. So yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, there's the Thoughts of a Color Man is already uh, scheduled to close. So that's one that they could get in there. Then there's there's another one that's like, um, like you could play depending on how long the runs go, but the the two main ones are the golden and the booth. But mm-hmm. we will see. Um, they were not attached to a specific theater owner because sometimes you know they'll say at a Schubert theater to be named later. They mm-hmm. did not do that, so not necessarily holding my breath. But if you get folks like Alexander and Danza and Hurt and Turner and O'Hara, you might be able to sell tickets at one of the smaller you know playhouses. So, um. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what actually happens here, Grace. Yeah. All right, Grace, let's keep going with the news. And let's start at the Majestic Theater, where tonight, Wednesday, October 27th, in the year (laughs) of our Lord, 2021, is a historic day. As for the first time in its over 13,370 performances on the Broadway, the Phantom of the Opera will see the role of Christine Daae played by a black woman. Now, now that the show is back and running, we heard about the DJing and the the block party and all that stuff last week. The Christine alternate Emily Cowchow will play the role tonight, tomorrow night, Thursday, and at the Saturday matinee. The Phantom of the Opera Twitter account tweeted this out. They did not say if that would be her regular schedule. Um, mm-hmm. That would mean that the regular Christine was only doing five shows this week and normally the regular Christine does six. So we will have to wait and see what her permanent schedule is. Obviously absurdly and offensively long overdue, but congrats to (laughs) Emily, even if she did go to Michigan and that makes me predisposed to not liking her. Anyway, go blue hashtag. Why didn't I get in? Well, you're better off not going to, no, maybe not. That's not true at all. Anyone in theater is better off going to Michigan, but it doesn't mean I have to like it. Anyway, next on Tuesday, the Broadway production of Diana Colon, the musical, confirmed that the show's original principles will return when the show is back on stage at the Long Acre on November 2nd. Gosh, that's that's a week from yesterday. So next Tuesday. So uh, Janet DeWall is again playing Diana. Roe Hartramp is again playing Prince Charles. Aaron Davey is Camilla Parker Bowles. And the great and the good Judy Kay is playing Queen Elizabeth. We will have the complete cast, including the ensemble, in the show notes and at BroadwayRadio.com. Also on yeah, they've actually extended their they've actually extended their cast list as well. Um, I, I saw some oh. casting announcements today from other um, ensemble members saying that their cast got larger in the ensemble. So I think that that's what the addition was. Oh, very cool. So maybe yeah. a bigger ensemble or maybe more swings yeah. and alternates and stuff like that. Stand exactly. by. Very cool. Well, also on Tuesday, the national tour of Ain't Too Proud announced their cast as well. When the show launches in Durham, North Carolina in early December, The Temptations will be played by Marcus Paul James and Elijah mm-hmm. Ahmed Lewis, both of whom are coming straight from the Broadway production. They will be joined in the Motown Supergroup by Jalen Harris, Harold Holmes Jr., and James T. Lane. The show will be 
be here in Orlando in late January. I don't know if I will be here, but my family has season <laughs> tickets that I paid uh, a third of. So yeah. someone in my family will be experiencing Ain't Too Proud of the Dr. Phillips Center in the last week of January. And finally, in this section, Deadline reported that Billy Porter will direct a feature film adaptation of the YA novel Camp, which unfortunately has no connection to the 2003 <laughs> film of the same name from director Todd Graff, which featured little Muppet baby versions of Robin DeJesus, Anna Kendrick, Sasha Allen, and more. Although it does have some musical theater campy DNA. In okay. this film, a 16-year-old Randy spends the summer at a camp for queer teens and, in an effort to win the boy of his dreams, gives up on the big summer musical to present as more masculine. Robert O'Hara mm. is rewriting the screenplay by Kit Williamson, and it is based on the book by Lev Rosen. Uh, Grace, are you a fan of the 2003 film Camp? Or is, is that one? I feel like that has to be in mm. your oeuvre of things that you've watched in the past. It was. It's funny because in that vein of time of like musical theater, young people. So like, I'm not an Anna Kendrick fan. I know that that's How like troubling. But I'll, Great. all Great. I want to say is that um, I this was the time when I really, really loved uh, High School Musical, which hadn't come out until like later. But th that one was my camp, unfortunately. So it was like center stage and then High School Musical. <laughs> That's I skipped fair. camp, but I love Robin Day Zeus. So I'm I'm kind of sad that it's not based on this. But yeah. I also want to say earlier, if you've never listened to Marcus Paul James music, like just oh. going back to the Ain't Too Proud tour. So in the very last filmed Broadway rent cast with Adam Cantor um, as Mark, who's absolutely adorable. Um, when you go to the soloists for Seasons of Love, Marcus Paul James is singing his heart out like you would never believe. I would love to have seen his Collins. I've seen him uh, mm. play. Oh, he was in In the Heights um, when I saw it at PCLO. Oh, wow. And he... he his voice is just phenomenal. So I'm telling you that he is an absolute treat. If you get to see the Ain't Too Proud tour, you're you're in for a show. Just saying. Yeah, he plays Otis Williams uh, in that, mm. who is kind of like the lead. It, it's based off of uh, he's the only surviving temptation. So he was obviously instrumental in this show. Mm -hmm. That's the role that uh, my friend Nick Walker plays on Broadway. So uh, uh, good, yeah. good stock there. All right, Grace, let's take a second real quick to uh, talk about our sponsor for this week, Upstart. If you are carrying a credit card balance month after month, you know that it is a never ending cycle. You are like a hamster on a wheel and no matter how much you pay, you can never make up enough ground to get off that wheel. But Upstart can help you make that final payment so that you can get off that wheel and start moving forward with both your financial and the rest of your life. Yeah, Upstart is kind of like this really great, fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether, you know, you need to pay off your credit cards, consolidating high interest debt or funding personal expenses. I mean, we all have a million personal expenses. Am I right? Wink, wink, nod, nod. Over a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment with a clear payoff date. Rather than, you know, looking at your credit score alone because that number is dumb, Upstart considers other factors like your income, current employment, and credit history to find you a smarter rate for your loan. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score in minutes. I said minutes, like the minutes by Tracy Letts. 
for loans between $1,000 to $50,000. You can even receive funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. What's better than that? So find out how Upstart can lower <laughs> your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know that we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Broadway. All right, Grace, um, a couple more things that I want to talk about. And I know that you are not necessarily in your most clear headed um, and coherent of minds based off of the pain and subsequent pain medication that you are dealing with. But we're going to we're going to have some fun with these last two. Is that OK? Oh, yeah, this is exciting. OK, Matt, let's go. OK, so uh, on Tuesday, the Educational Theater Association, EDTA, which is like the um, the group uh, that does the International Thespian Society and all those oh, things. I was a galactic thespian. I was president of the Thespian Society. I have been there. I went to nationals for miming. Let's go, EDTA. There you go. I'm a former high school theater teacher, so we can both uh, come at this from different directions. So. Yesterday, they announced their always very much anticipated list of the most popular high school plays and musicals. And I want to see if you can guess without looking what okay. is on the list. Let's start with the musicals because those are generally the ones that people can guess a little best. What do you oh. think is on the list for most produced musicals for 2020 and 2021? Adam's Family. Adam's family is number one, correct? What oh, else? nailed it! Okay, see, this is this is kind of unfair because my younger sibling was recently in high school. That's okay. <laughs> so I feel like I'm familiar. Um, okay, the second one, I want to say Music Man. Music is Man is no, not on the list at all, which is a little surprising. Oh. I'll be I'll be honest with you, there are no classics like Golden Age classics on Annie? this list as all. Nope. Pippin. Nope. Okay. Uh, okay, so we got Adam's family. Um, Another, do we have like a Rent Jr.? No Rent Jr., but a show <laughs> by the same composer as Pippin is on here. Oh, oh, a Godspell for sure. Godspell is number six, correct? That was my, that was honestly my favorite. Um, oh, that's so interesting. Uh, the, the, not the producers, perhaps. Um, I'm trying to think of also like junior shows. No, do junior, we have any Sondheim? No do we have Into the Woods? Into the Woods is tied for ninth. Noise. Which is, um, uh, Go ahead. If you've got more, let's bring it. Thanks. Thanks, Celia Keenan Bolger for one. Oh, Spelling Bee, absolutely. Spelling Bee is four. Think um, Kristen Chenoweth and her Tony winning role. Oh, you're a good man, Charlie Brown, for sure. No, number two, a show I have never heard of is number three called The Theory of Relativity. Relativity. Mm -hmm. Never yep. heard of that, that one. Was, that, people use that for one at competition shows all the oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are big. But yeah. I actually I think I might be better. Maybe I might be better on the plays. Hit okay. me with the rest of those musicals. Okay. So one is Adam's Family. Two is, is Charlie Brown. Three is Relativity. Four is Spelling Bee. Five, Christopher Columbus is Little Women. Little six, Women. <laughs> six is Godspell. Seven is a tie Guys between no, your favorite Disney's High School Musical and Little Shop of Horrors. That's the tie for seventh. Tied for ninth. We already mentioned Into the Woods tied with into the woods is bright star what and oh. and little mermaid disney's little mermaid i've seen a high school i saw the first yeah. high school production of bright star down here in orlando my uh it was at one of the schools for the arts i think west orange school of the arts my uh a good friend of mine is the voice teacher for the carmen cusack role um really shocked that that's a, a really popular high school one but all right so let's go to the plays grace what do you think 
is on the list for most produced plays? I'm going to say The Miracle Worker. Um, I do not see The Miracle Worker on this list, no. Um, I see uh, the uh, Anne Frank. No, no Anne Frank. Okay, see, I am really hitting a miss. Um, the, the, uh, the Diviners. No Diviners either. Think Hunter Foster. Uh, like, but You're in Town is a musical. It's a play that he has directed and added additional material for that is based on a screenplay. Oh my gosh, I don't know. Tell me. And also the, the screenplay is based off of a board game. <laughs> like Clue? Clue. Clue is the number one most produced play by high schools in 2020 and 2021. Oh, okay. Noises Off might be on there. No. Number two is one that um, was written by the star of a roundabout show that I'm going to be seeing in just a few weeks. Oh, wow. Every every single high school does this, and it used to be number one on this list every year. Really? Okay. Uh, I, can you give another hint or just go? Well, he was the, the playwright was also in, um, I believe he was in the band's visit and something rotten, I think. Oh, oh, my guy. Oh, this uh, act two. What's the name of this play? Oh, shoot. I met him. He's so nice. Yeah, it's John Cariani. Um, John who, Cariani. Who wrote Almost Maine. Who, Almost Maine. Uh, Almost Maine is number two. I've seen a lot of Almost Maine in my time. That's good. Um, there are, let me see here, one, two Shakespeare plays. You want to guess what they are? Oh, Midsummer Night's Dream. Midsummer And Macbeth. And- no, it's another comedy with a little uh, gender bending going on in that one. Oh, she's the man. Yes, yeah, Twelfth Night. Um, there it. you go. You've got you've got um, a Christmas Carol, which is what is number six. They always do that with like the all Alan of the different versions. No, it's just every different version because every licensing agency oh. has a different one. Um, number six is one, or number five is one that. Um, is a new one. She kills monsters. Um, oh, yeah. very cool. Yep. And then number seven is one that I've actually done in high school, the Laramie Project. Um, oh, everyone does the Laramie Project. Yeah, I did it like ten years ago, so I was ahead of the curve. Oh, the Anatomy of Grey was also highly done whenever I was in high school. Don't really understand why, but here we are. <laughs> the rest of the list are the Brothers Grimm Spectaculathon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Various versions of Alice in Wonderland, and then a huge yep. tie. For 10th, uh, between Our Town, Peter and the Starcatcher, Puffs, <laughs> Radium Girls, the aforementioned Twelfth Night, and Vintage Hitchcock, a live radio play. Um, so, yeah, there's a bunch of them. I've also done the number one short play on the list, Check, Please, by Jonathan Rand. I've directed that for uh, high school, too. Um, directed the Laramie Project, Midsummer. I've also done Little Mermaid, Godspell, and Spelling Bee. So I've done a lot of the ones on that list. So that's fun. All right. So we will have that full list if you want to check those out in the show notes. Thank you for playing with me, Grace. Now, as your reward, I don't know if you've (laughs) seen this because you've been, you know, in bed all day. But I was texted a photo this morning. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. (laughs) So multiple outlets now have pictures of multiple cast members from the upcoming NBC Annie Live in costume. We've already seen some of them. We've already seen um, Taraji P. Henson in costume. We've already seen uh, Salina Smith as Annie. But we finally got our first look at not John Travolta, but Harry Connick Jr., bald as Daddy Warbucks. Is it just me, Grace, or does he look like John Travolta with no hair? Um, Kind of, but honestly, 
pretty hot. Like well, we shocked that, that he can happen. rock. He can rock any look. I mean, he is a zaddy among zaddies, and um, I was quite shocked and appalled, and honestly impressed that uh, he he pulled it off so well. Uh, he can do it all. There's there's one picture that was originally just like an E News exclusive that's now been sent out to everybody where it's all three of them, Conic, um, yes. Taraji, and Smith, and Sandy the dog, where he's got this look and it I like it to me it's super airbrushed obviously and he probably hasn't shaved his head yet, but it looked like <laughs> it it looked like John Travolta and I was like what in the hell is going on I did not need to see that, but. Still exciting that we are getting closer to yet another live NBC musical, which is always a good thing. This will be scheduled to air on December 2nd. And also, Mm -hmm. of course, stars um, uh, Sherlock Scherzinger, Nicole Scherzinger from uh, The Masked Singer, (laughs) Jane Krakowski, Titus Burgess, and more. All right, that is all that we have for today. Thank you for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWMAT. Grace, do you want people bothering you on social media right now? Please <laughs> leave her alone. Sure, please follow me at It's Grace Aki. I'm sure I'll have content coming up. Oh. Just have to. It'll be a minute. <laughs> this is this is a true story. Um, somebody else had to text uh, Ashley and I to let us know that Grace was not going to be available to do uh, the recording on Monday because she was on pain medications and they took her phone away from her just to make sure she didn't do anything silly while under the influence of the pain medication. True story or not? That's a very, very true story. You heard it here. (laughs) You heard it here first. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful Wednesday, and we will be back to talk to you tomorrow. 